Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Rocking and rolling for another podcast of Growing in Grace, growingingrace.org. Dot O-R-G. Just remember that. I'm the Cap, Mike Kapler, Breeze Man over there, Joel Brzezicki, broadcasting from the heartland of the United States of America and uh, broadcasting around the world, listeners worldwide, uh, sharing our podcast about the good news of Jesus Christ. Glad you're with us. We're kind of in the middle of a series right now, summarizing the scripture. Uh, we kind of started out with Adam and Abraham, and now we're... Um, going to work our way through Moses and the law. These are just kind of little hopscotches here as we uh, try to paint a, you know, the, the, the Bible is like a forest of Bible verses, right? We're going to try and get a picture painted here where all of those Bible verses and chapters and all those things are going to be easily seen in, in one big picture. Uh, I wish we could just do it all in one sit down, but uh, due to the length of our podcast, and our ramblings that take place from time to time. There's never. no way we can do that, right? <laughs> <laughs> never, never. We don't ever do that. But <laughs> it is fun, though, when we do. But, yeah, so this this whole thing about the law, uh, the law is one of those things that there's a huge misunderstanding of in the church. And we don't say that to put anybody down, but the Scripture actually has much to say about the law and the purpose of the law. Again, we're just going to give some highlights, but it's surprising to me how I myself once didn't understand how uh, we're not under the law in Christ. The law has nothing to do with life in Christ, and that so many people in the church today uh, still do consider the law to be something that we're supposed to follow in our life in Christ. But again, the scriptures say so much of this. Uh, Cap, you were talking last week about how the, towards the end of the podcast, about how through the law sinful passions were aroused, sin increased through the law. Romans 7, you'll find a lot of this in there. For when we were in the flesh, the sinful passions which were aroused by the law were at work in our members to bear fruit to death. That's what happened through the law. But then the next verse, it says, but now having been delivered from the law, having died to what we were held by, that very thing through which sinful passions were aroused, now we've been delivered from that, having died to what we were held by, so that we should serve in the newness of the Spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. So Paul says right here that we have to be freed from that law so that we can actually serve in the newness of the Spirit. In another place, uh, Paul talks about being dead to the law so that we can bear fruit to God. The way to bear fruit to God is to be dead to the law. So Paul goes on in this chapter, Romans 7, talking about how sin took opportunity by the commandment to produce in him all manner of evil desire. He wouldn't have known covetousness, for example, he says, unless the law had said, you shall not covet. But as soon as he found out, you shall not covet, that's when all manner of coveting, it just increased in him. He was once alive without the law, he says, but when the commandment came, sin revived and he died. He thought the commandment, the law, was going to bring life, but he found it to bring death. He says, for sin, taking occasion by the commandment, deceived me, and by it killed me. Now, here's the verse that a lot of people are hung up on. Therefore, the law is holy, 
and the commandment holy and just and good. You see, the law is perfect. There's nothing wrong with the law. The law is good. It's holy. It's just. It's all good. But the problem with it is that we can't keep it. All that it does is kills us. All that it does is condemn us and puts us in bondage. So we have to be freed from the law in order to live a life, a free life in Christ Jesus. So that's just one aspect of what the what Paul uh, says about the law. Man, I, I kept wanting to jump in every time you were saying something because I'm afraid I'm going to forget. <laughs> I mean, there was, there was some really good stuff there. And, and so even what you were saying here at the end of your little dissertation there, Joel, um, what, I mean, what Paul said here, this thing called the law and the commandments, what he thought was going to result in life proved to result in death. Unbelievable. And that's why, and you know, we're, we're pretty nice guys here on the podcast. We, we get a lot of stuff hurled at us and thrown at us and a lot of mud, uh, you know, trying people throwing junk at us, uh, accusing us of all kinds of things out there from the church community. But let me just be a little bit blunt here and say, I'm going to go on the offensive here, Joel, instead of the defensive. I'm, I'm going to say there are a lot of foolish people out there. I'm going to use Paul's words here. Foolish people who are hurling accusations of blasphemy and heresy at grace radicals like us and others by saying that, you know, you're, you're saying the law is bad and you're saying that we shouldn't follow the law and you're against the law. And, and, and they have no concept of what the law is, as we've been trying to explain here in, in uh, some of this program and the last one. This thing called the law, even the commandments written on stone is referred to as the ministry of death and condemnation. Why in the world would we Christian church people, believers in Christ, advocate to others that they cling to this old ministry that brought death, that could not bring righteousness, it could not bring life? Why would we do that? People just misunderstand. Like you said, Joel, sometimes they'll pluck a verse out, uh, like the one you were referring to in Romans seven twelve. The law is holy and righteous and good. Uh, in fact, it was so good, it demanded perfection. It did not require that you do your best to try to keep it. It demanded that it be kept perfectly. And if you fail once, as you mentioned last week, you fail the entire package, the entire law has been broken by anyone who would try to keep it. Just by out of 613 commands, you, you mess up one time, once, and, and you're guilty of having broken the whole thing. And, and so with some of that in mind, you, you can understand now that, as Joel was mentioning, the, the ministry of the Spirit. You see, because the law does not produce the fruit of the Spirit. The Spirit produces the fruit of the Spirit, and he does it through us in this in this new covenant. Why? Because now the life of Christ lives in us, and, and it can occur. It's the grace of God empowers us to live in a righteous sort of way. The law could not empower us to do that. It just demanded perfection. It couldn't provide us with any ability to, to attain it or to achieve it. So I had to get that off my mind. 
I don't know where to go from here. I just feel a whole lot better, though, now. <sighs> there, you can breathe a sigh of relief. You got it out. Got it off your chest. But it's good. I mean, this is good stuff to to help people to understand. Because if we don't have this understanding of the law, what the function of the law is, because we, we talk about being dead to the law. We talk about not being, you know, believers, not being under the law. And so people ask, well, what was the purpose of the law then? Why did God give the law anyway? Because like Paul says in, in 2 Corinthians 3, it's the ministry of death. The ministry of death, written and engraved on stones. And if it's the ministry of condemnation, as he also says in that same passage, why did God give the law? The law actually had glory. We, we did a, a podcast or two on this uh, uh, not too long ago, I don't think, within the last year probably, how that the, the ministry of the law was glorious. It, it had glory. But the glory of the ministry of the Spirit— is much more glorious, and that's the that's we're talking about the new covenant, new covenant life in Christ. The ministry of condemnation had glory, but the ministry of righteousness exceeds much more in glory, so much so that it's as if the old doesn't have any glory at all. If you think you think of something that has a whole lot of glory, that's the new covenant. Then then the glory of the old is really nothing, and in fact, that old was done away with. But yeah, Joel, Joel, just to jump in here, because sure. I didn't do it before, and I'll probably kick myself if I don't this time. Second Corinthians 3, it kind of gives the example of how the, the glory of that old covenant, that, that law, it, it shined off of the face of Moses, but it faded, and it eventually came to an end because it was replaced with what you were just talking about, the ministry of the Spirit, which was more glorious. The old that no longer has any glory at all, the Scripture says. Right, exactly. And so it had... A purpose. It had glory, and it had a purpose, but that glory is is done away with. Now we know, in Romans 3.19, now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law. So there's a whole other story right there. It was whatever the law said, it said to those of people of Israel who are the ones who were under the law. Quick side note there, Exodus 20, where the law is given, God says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. He's talking strictly and specifically to Israel there. But anyway, and so we could talk about that. But now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world, or, or shut, that every mouth may be shut and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. And so we understand what sin is, and we understand uh, what good and evil is through the law, but the problem is that all that it does, if we try to justify ourselves by the law, our mouth is only shut. You'll see this in the Sermon on the Mount when Jesus, in Matthew 5 through 7, when Jesus talks to the people of Israel about various aspects of the law. He says, you shall be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. He talks about all these things about the law, and all that it does is that it shuts their mouths. When, when he was talking to the rich young ruler and anyone who wanted to justify themselves in front of God, when people were trying to justify themselves, and Jesus would give them the law, all that it did was it shut their mouth, uh, the, and, it, and it made them guilty. It showed them that they were guilty. That was the purpose of the law. It increased sin. It was the strength of sin. It stopped mouths. It makes people guilty. 
It's the ministry of death and condemnation. So many things about the law that are plainly written in the New Testament scriptures. The people of Israel might not have understood this all at the time, although they did have the the law and the prophets. They did have things that foretold the coming Christ, but they didn't quite understand things the way that we do through the plain writings of Paul. But with all of this stuff that we know, we should realize that the law has nothing to do with our life in Christ because we need to be free from it in order to bear fruit to God, like you say, to bear the fruit of the Spirit. About another minute left. Oh, a minute left. Yeah. So much to be said. Uh, look, when the law was given to Moses and, and the covenant was made with the, the people between God and, and the people, they agreed to it. God just didn't just shove this this covenant down the throat of the people. They, they had to agree to it. Otherwise, it's not a covenant. Both parties uh, must agree to it. So th- there was that. They, they failed it, obviously. They never entered the promise. You know, we were talking about Abraham and the covenant of promise. At the end of Hebrews 11, you, even these great people of faith from the Old Testament, you, you see where they did not receive the promise. So we were able here on earth today to, to receive a promise that they were not able to receive when they were on the earth. And so uh, there, there's so much stuff here that is so good. And, it, and like you said, Joel, that the New Testament is just covered with this stuff explaining why that has been put away and why we're under something new and better. First John, or I'm sorry, the Gospel of John chapter 1, the law came through Moses. Grace and truth would be realized through Jesus Christ. So there's much more to be said. Uh, We'll cover this and move on through uh, some other different parts as we continue to summarize the scripture here during our series, Growing in Grace, the podcast at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.